This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, hello again and welcome to the Mountfield Matters podcast where every week a group of Stags fans join up in a park or a cafe or whatever just to have a good old natter over Mansfield Town FC in what is the only show on the internet, on the radio, on your kitchen table which is 100,000 million percent dedicated to Mansfield Town FC. Probably. Probably. <laughs> it's my line! <laughs> Gutted. Three weeks of this stay on my line, it's all good fun, it's a great start. I'm Craig Preeson, I'm once again uh, in the beautiful Carbank Park this week, joined by only two faces. There is a reason for that, Cam Felton and of course Mark Plum. We usually do have Nathan Edge sat alongside us, but uh, unfortunately for us, but it, well, it's fantastic news for him, he's off on international duty with the England blind squad at the European Championship. Nathan, we wish you all the very best. We'll be watching all of those games streamed, of course, on the uh, Paralympics YouTube channel. We'll put a link in our description as well on that. We would have had uh, a friend of the show and a friend, a good friend of mine and Mansfield Matters history as well. Scott Rogers with us uh, this evening, but unfortunately he's running slightly late, so he's unable to make it for this week. But he will join us in future week- weeks, which means it's just... Me, Cam and Mark in a park, talking to a camera, talking to in some microphones to talk about Mansfield Town FC for you. So let's start, let's get straight stuck into it then boys. Um, of course the first win of the season on Saturday, a 2-0 win over Forest Green Ravers at home. Great to finally lift the shackles isn't it? Yeah, fantastic performance as well, I mean we could have got up 4 or 5 at least, you know, it was a dominant performance from start to finish, first and second off, we absolutely dominated them and you know like I say, got that first important win and hopefully we can get a bit of a run going from it now. And I think a key part of the game on Saturday was actually the first half performance as well. We sat back a little bit, let them show us what they're actually capable of, how they how they've set up to play this game, and obviously whatever Evans has spoke about at half time uh, worked because it was by out of all the games that we've seen this season, it's by far been the best second half performance. Yeah, definitely. I think it was an example as well of how to win football matches. I mean. You look at the way Forest Green set up in the first half, it was evident that they were only coming for one thing and that was a point. They were yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Points. They took for it, The yeah. way they wasted time and, yeah. and things like that. They were playing for a point all day long. Yep. But that's how you win football matches. How many years and how many times have you both seen a Mansfield Town side get frustrated by that, start lunging into hard challenges yeah. and start... Yeah 
reacting to that and then switching off by thinking well they're playing for a point so we'll play for a point and then in the end ultimately going on to lose yeah we've had a couple of games where we've done that before and it's always been that last gasp uh, consolation yeah. and that's what was that what made Mansfield Mansfield a lot of the time past um, yeah. spells in the football league obviously the last time that we were in the football league uh, over 10 years ago now um, we, we were conceding last minutes all the time because that was just how we were set up to play and you could see that first few years for the conference first few years of this spell in the football league but now I think we've actually ever since Steve Evans took over uh, last November I think that, that's gone out of the window a lot there wasn't many games that we've set up for a draw um, we've just we've really just come on leap and bounds and you can only really say it's um, been the last few months that we've actually seen that as an improvement. Yeah. How pivotal is that, Mark, for the fact that, as Cam says, you know, we don't set up for draws anymore, we don't no. set up for draws, we've got to no. fight about this now. Well, yeah, of course we have. I mean, it's about managing the game as well. I mean, when you're in them games, obviously they're really frustrated because, as, as I've just said, you know, we, we go on to lose them, you know, and drop a lot of points from so. You know, the fighting spirit we've got, you know, what he's brought, his wealth of experience, you know, it's just all that attack. I mean, we saw it against crew as well, you know, just going for that last minute goal, you know, to win the game. So we're going to get some great games. Yeah, definitely. Cam's laughing because I've just covered up the answer to uh, the connection questions. <laughs> Listeners and, and viewers of last week's show will, of course, know that Cam cheated last week. I on didn't. The connection you just wasn't by, very good at hiding. By looking at the answer. So let's wasn't. talk about the connection question. Then, of course, each week here at the very start of the podcast, we'll talk more about Forest Green in a couple of minutes or so. But at this time in the podcast, we always do the connection question. It's a random question which somehow connects loosely sometimes uh, to the forthcoming fixture I reveal the question at the start and then reveal the answer at the end so let's go for today's connection question then it can either be a very tough one or a very hard one or a very easy one I think today's one is actually quite tough unless you know your Mansfield Town FC or unless you like him Cam Felton no. looking at the answer have you not have you seen no. that to Mark no. okay Mark's, I'm trusting no. him he's got an epic beard more on that very very shortly uh, so today's connection question then Throughout the history, throughout history, the Stags have struggled at Accrington. Last bringing a point home in 2014, the Stags' last victory over Accrington was in the FA Cup in 2006. But which current Stags midfielder was an unused substitute for Accrington Stanley at the very start of his career? Do you think you know the answer? It's a tough one. I'll give you that. Current Stags midfielder. Do you think you know the answer, Mark? Yeah, I think so. I think he thinks think he knows so. it. I thought it was quite. I think he's had a cheeky look. I'm, no. I'm just thinking about players that actually. We've got quite a young midfield, so trying yeah. to think of a player. I think probably Paul Anderson's oldest player in midfield. Thinking of someone that's old enough yeah. to have played in 2006. Yeah, well, very, very swift one there. Uh, very swift. <laughs> yeah. So you, you think you know? Yeah, I've got a I, I haven't got Cam's a clue. not got a clue. Well, no. we'll reveal the answer uh, later on in the show, of course. Let's move back to Forest Green. Then you mentioned him there. I loosely mentioned him there with, with your excellent feeling, <laughs> Mark. It's coming along. I think me and you, just on the side topic, need to have a bit of a competition now. Because usually, yeah. I get to the point, this is the boring bit of the podcast, I get to the point <laughs> where the beer gets itchy and it comes off. Yeah. I've not got rid of this for about two weeks now. It's not itching anymore. It's, yeah. it's staying stable. Paul Anderson's got a great beard. Yeah. We mentioned it roughly last week, the evolution of beard, although Cam's, he's put his head out the window and it's just blown off his face. Yeah. <laughs> I think me and you should have a competition so you, you can have the best Paul Anderson beard yeah. as voted for by the man himself. What definitely. do you think? Brewing, yeah, definitely. We've got to do it. Fan of the show. Definitely. So, yeah, Paul, if you're Come listening, because yeah, we're, 
we yeah. saw the tweets last week and yeah, yeah. good stuff and yeah. definitely <laughs> thanks very much for, for tuning in Paul much appreciated so uh, we will get you on the podcast you did off- offer to come on the podcast as well so we will get you on at, at some point and you can judge who has the best Paul Anderson like beard between me and Mark now I think it, you know when you do those face merge things Yeah. I think that would be alright because there's a bit of ginger in Paul Anderson's beard so yeah. if it doesn't take offence to that actually, I don't think you will <laughs> yeah. and there's a bit Hopefully. of sort of bit, bit of darker hair in there as well so a mixture of mine and yours yeah. we might get a Paul Anderson beard yeah definitely we'll, I think so we'll, we'll see how it goes we'll just Craig's edited in a bit it'll just be a snapshot of Mark and Craig's face just like half stuck together. That's not going to happen. That's scary. Craig's editing skills aren't that good. They are, thank you, but I'm ah. just not doing it. Uh, let's move back to Forest Green. Then we mentioned him there, Paul Anderson. Even though we, we're going to mention him because he's a fan of the show, obviously, and reference that point numerous times now. Uh, but in all seriousness, he was on fire against Forest Green. It was, and I think. It was, that determination that we talked about earlier on the show we didn't have that before we've actually got players that are wanting to push forward he's, he's a wing we've not we've got wingers you look at CJ Hamilton and Alfie Potter and all that but we, they bring them on last minute where we've never really had a winger that will be able to do a full 90 minutes mm. and just the, the commitment that Paul Anderson's got to the club and someone I think it was mentioned on Twitter before uh, a lot of pit players come for oh, the pay. They come, they come for the wages yeah. and, and they what sit on the bench and they're happy. Is, yeah. but, um, yeah. And then it was a, a retweet of actually Paul Anderson's tweet because he tweeted something about uh, great win, boys. Uh, first one of the season, let's go out and get more. And I think the commitment for the players that we've brought in this season wanting to do well for Mansfield, not just coming here for a paycheck. And I think. I think that's going to be one of the big parts of the season we've actually got players that are wanting to push themselves and I'll tell you what yeah. else he's sort of done today as well it was a bit of a bit of a sidetrack but what he has actually done today if you've seen the photos yeah, on the foundation, yeah. been out with the football and the community side been yeah. making pizzas and things like that that's great yeah, for the kids is. isn't it brilliant yeah brilliant absolutely fantastic it just shows you what it's all about you know just taking time out and to be doing that it's fantastic I mean for me it's been one of the best signings of the summer to be fair for and us and you compare someone like that to someone that's playing in the Premier League you look at like your big names your pop Think people like that. Would you get Pogba in a pizza? Would you you really get someone doing? Would you really get that? That's a whole different story, but we're not going there. That's a bit strange, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you don't get that commitment to the club and that little bit extra from your players at big teams. So for someone like Paul Anderson, with the experience that he's got and the high level that he's played at before, for him to stuck down to League Two and then also. just involve himself within further reaches of yeah. the club it's as well and do it. Yeah. it is it's fantastic really yeah, we'll love to see more of the players doing that as well I'm sure they will because I'm sure Steve Evans will 100% back that so uh, that, that's great dare we say the new Jane Maguire Maguire used to love doing things like that I'm sure he, he still, yeah, he still, Boston, still will yeah. Yeah. For, well for Boston and for us obviously yeah. part of the under 21 yeah. setup, of course as well but dare we say the new Jane Maguire Paul Anderson yeah um, or the two um, different kinds of fish and then just pulled Digby on and off the pitch I mean I'm not talking about on the, I'm not talking about on the pitch I am talking about oh, off the yeah, pitch yeah. I think so. off the pitch yeah I'd say he is but like on the pitch I'd say the hard tackler at the minute it's probably Hayden White you think? yeah Yeah. yeah. you look at some of the tackles that he's made you just look the very Jamie Maguire-esque just lunging in well, not like lunging in but making making that perfect challenge getting in getting stuck in yeah well, let's, let, let's stay with the back line for the moment. Of course, 2 0 win, great. Three bags of coal, three points on the board, whatever you want, whichever Most way you want to address it. Yeah. Took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth, gentlemen. Uh, 
Um, there was one change to the back line um, between the first two games, um, which was Murphy for Pierce. Well, yeah, you look at that and they ha- they kept it very quiet, but there was a, a, a virus going around the club, and uh, I know uh, Steve Evans mentioned it in his um, in his uh, after game interview and uh, on his it's one, a press conference. Cam, uh, you should know sure. this. Come on, and his, in his press <laughs> co- in his press conference on Monday, uh, two years I spent teaching him. Didn't take a word in, did he? Did, um, but he mentioned it in the in the press conference before, and it's like the players that aren't one hundred percent fit um, haven't played. They'll be playing at Peterborough. Was that today or t- yesterday? yesterday? Was that yeah. yesterday? Saturday, yeah. But um, if Murphy had been one hundred percent fit, he'd have played. And I think just changing the squad round did it good, to be honest, because we've we've been all right at the back, but we've been shaky at times. And I think bringing Christian Pearce in the experience that he's got. I think really did make the game a little bit different. Do you yeah. feel that a lot of people underestimate Christian Pierce as well? Because he's, mm. I, I don't want to, again, I don't, don't want to come across as negative, but sort of on, on paper, if you're looking at stats wise, his pace is not up there. Yeah. And sometimes that has cost us in yeah. the past, especially when he sort of first joined. That was a, a lot of the problems he had when he was down at Torquay as well in his, his previous club. But yeah. he is a solid player, and if you look at the games he's played for us, yeah. He's up there, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he was part of that back four last year, which was so unbelievable to beat. I mean, for me, to be fair, I'd say he's our best defender. I mean, that's in my opinion, obviously. But he's just mm. always looked solid, you know. He's, you just feel a lot more comfortable. And I think whoever played to the back four will agree with that, you know. And he's just, you know, where you are with him, really. I think what he lacks in speed, I think he does make for up for in physical ability and footwork. Because you look at some of the parts of his play last season. He's a very articulate hot, player, isn't he? He was. Yeah. And he hot, taking the ball down, taking it slightly backwards but just like turning away from attackers getting the ball away and it was a key thing against I think it was Steve Evans' second game in charge Blackpool that's where the goal spanned from, uh, spend from. Um, balls down other end at field up near um, Shearer Pierce takes a turn launches it upfield defender heads it across we score I and mean, when you look at it as well he's only what 26 and he's got bags full of football experience exactly, exactly. I mean, for, for a player of that age as well it's so difficult isn't it you look at like Kyle Hawkins who we had on loan sort of yeah. last year he's sort of intermittent loan spells whereas Pierce wherever he's been yeah. just seemed to have started right across. bang right yeah. I'm in the starting yeah. lineup. you're not moving me yeah that's it is yeah. that going to be the case this time because obviously we've got Murphy as, as we say to come back Bennett's not really had a, a sniff yet in terms of playing centre back I actually think he's a better centre back than he is right back but that's for another thing for another day hmm. is Pierce going to be hard to shift now do you think yeah, I, th- I think so. But saying that, though, I think he'll rotate in a lot of games and because obviously he doesn't know his mm-hmm. starting line-up and against different teams are going to play certain players. So I think he'll chomp and change. But I hope he'll stop him there. But, you know, obviously there's going to be suspensions, injuries along the way. But, you know, let's not forget George Taft as well. You know, of course, yeah. Another fantastic player, mention, yeah, yeah, as well. And I think it's Sorry, good. George. <laughs> uh, I think it is a good thing that we've got quite a few players that all wanted to push forward for the starting lineup because last season we had good defenders but we were like we had to play pretty much the same back lineup most of the time because yeah. we hadn't got that we'd got that class in the golfing class was quite clear yeah. uh, between the def- the starting defence and the backup defence yeah, and I think definitely. this season this, there isn't a starting no, defence because no. any of them players yeah. obviously they played Xander Diamond in with Murphy for the first well, if you game. It, it's yeah. been th- it's been three different centre back pairings. You've had Diamond and Murphy. Yeah. You've had yeah. Murphy and P- uh, Murphy and Pierce, and then Diamond and Pierce. 
So are we going? You know, it, it could be anything, does it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Each one of those three are as strong and as, as stable as each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be a tough decision for Steve and Paul, obviously, on Saturday when they decide to make. Uh, well, they might even make it Friday when they yeah. have to make the decision on starting eleven. Because you look at the Accrington Stanley team, that teams that we've come up in the past, they've always been a very tough yeah. team. And you look at their attack force: Billy Key, a very strong player, obviously uh, known to the Stags as a goal scorer as well. Really, I, th- I can't remember him doing much well, in the Stags no, yet, to be honest. But no, because you like when we played them last season, he scored twice against. He's us. an excellent yeah. talent. I just he don't is a fantastic he, player. I think. To be fair, I only sort of said that tongue in cheek. When he actually came to us, you could tell he'd not played football for a while. Yeah. You could tell he'd had it gone. Yeah. He's got a manager in John Coleman at Accrington who sort of put his arm around him yeah. and said, Look, you're going to get us some goals. And we'll come on to it later as well. But he's actually brought in some really good players to sit alongside him. And that's why yeah. he's unlocking defences. Thank you. Well, yeah, so that you was, did, ter- did that that was terrible. Just realised what you said then. But no, yeah, it was honest. It was unbelievable last season when he played at our place for Accrington and I think Accrington has always been a very physical team so I think it's going to be a tough decision of yeah. who's actually going to be who would put yeah. their battles mm-hmm. up against Arnobie someone team, like yeah. King <laughs> we'll come on to that later on uh, uh, yeah. of course let's move on now of course to the big news this week Steve Evans and as, as Commander said that the club have once again tabled what would be a record transfer fee for a, fri- for a striker for a striker what's a striker who knows he's Scottish who knows for a striker I'm not going to edit it either I'll, I'll, I'll make myself look an idiot it's fine uh, tabled uh, a big a big record bid for a striker rumours that it's uh, James Hansen from Sheffield United of course let's address that one first on paper his record is class I have a reason why he wouldn't join us apparently he's, he's turned us down if it is indeed him it could just be hearsay of course but what do you guys make of it first and foremost the Hansen situation rather th- than the big bid I think it would be a bit of an interesting signing because he's not I know I was reading on Twitter a lot of Sheffield United fans were just saying he's good at holding the player but he won't score yeah. many goals at many many levels and I think is that a case that they've not seen the best of him then? Possibly not. Because a bit of his, his stats, he, he scored goals for fun for Bradford and for Geisley. Well, you look mm. at the team that they've got at Sheffield United and the players that they've got, obviously Billy Sharp just bangs them in for fun. He's an well, absolute yeah. quality player. Machine, are you, isn't he? Are you yeah. really going to be able to topple somebody like that? You're going to have to be scoring ridiculous goals to be toppling someone like that. So I think it's down to he's not really had the chance at Sheffield United. He's played 13 well, games. He signed in January this year. He's played 13 games. Yeah. Tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? Well, that's it. I mean, as well, I mean, it's obviously going to be a struggle for him to get into the team as well. So you think, okay, yeah, he's got to drop a couple of divisions, but surely to get a chance of promotion and that, I mean, it tear league to a part. Let's let's be honest with you, you know, and that's the kind of player we really need, isn't it? You know, that experience. But again, it probably is here. So, and I think it is a key thing. And this was one that I saw on Twitter this week that somebody said, I think a lot of players these days would rather sit in a higher level, sit on the bench and collect their wages, yeah. rather than play at a lower level get game time but get a lower pay yeah. you see and I think I think that's a reason why we 100% should avoid players like that because we come back to the Anderson thing yeah. you, you said it yourself earlier Mark you know he had criticism for coming here and maybe taking what what will be a decent decent wage probably better than, probably one of the best in league yeah. two, to be fair for a player of his calibre yeah. but he's committed yeah. and he showed he's committed whereas you mentioned you know whoever this striker yeah. is Hanson or otherwise 
wants to sit at the championship happy to sit on a bench like this and say thank you very oh, much give us yeah, some yeah exactly and I think it's not the attitude we want it's it? not no. it's not and, and you don't want players like that no. you know? and when we wanted to no. push forward this season we, we, we don't want to be in League 2 next season put it this no. way you look at the players that Evans has brought in the attitude that Evans has took with the league like the players that he's played he's, push, he's pushing his players as far as they can go yeah and I think that really shows that he doesn't want to be in this league much longer. I don't. Th- he didn't want to be in this league this year. Never mind. No. No. Any year's time. Uh, you look at the eighteen nineteen season. He doesn't want to be in League Two. No. Well, he's got points to prove of, of himself, hasn't he? which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about as well. Let's keep on the striker subject now. Obviously, we've had a couple of games, three competitive games, and obviously pre-season as well to sort of reflect on di- different strikers and, and what have you. We've got four strikers at the moment that, that's fair to say we're not yeah. going to class Anderson as a striker no. players out wide mm. you know so let's say four strikers yeah. Mellis is a centre attacking mid Danny Rose obviously Amaro Sterling James Jimmy Spencer and Liangol let's yeah. look at the four Danny Rose is going to get 25 goals easy yeah Look at his hunger and his desire in the opening two games. It would have been three and three had the keeper not made a great save for Rochdale. Well, exactly. He's he's pushed forward. He's had that chances, and I think that's we're seeing what he lacked last season. He didn't because. Well, let's not, not forget Mansfield paid money for him from Barry Adam Murray paid for him yeah. from Barry. He's got a great reputation. I'd like to know and how he just much didn't what get that it, was. did he? No. Well, it'd be, I'd, I wouldn't like well, to it, put a figure on it. It's also about having the players around you as well. That's yeah. a big thing as well. And I think a part of the thing with Murray as well is always going to favour Matt Green. Yeah. So, you know. You've got his favourites, aren't you? That's, that's why honest. Rose yeah. didn't sort of get a, a run. But you look at when Steve Evans came in and Rose's transformation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they did pretty decent tip. Was it Murray? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it didn't do too bad and you look like that's what I was meaning. Like, I'd like to know how much he was because you look at the Murray side of things yeah. he didn't really do anything he got a couple no. of goals here and there just bringing up as an impact sub and yeah. or starting games didn't where Green or, or Matt yeah. Green wasn't fit enough mm. but you look at the Evans effect on Rose he's pushing himself yeah. and it's, it's fair to say on, on that actually that players respond well to certain methods of coaching certain coaching staff certain managers yeah Matt Green had a terrible record before he came to, to Mansfield in mm. terms of being in front of goal because mainly because he used to get whacked out wide yeah. Paul Cox came in got his arm around him he scored what, best part of 50 goals in two seasons yeah. got a move to a championship club yeah. came back under Murray didn't sort of respond did he so different players different, well, yeah. different way of coaching just, just managed them into yeah. it as well and that's, that's obviously the lack of experience I think that was down to and really. Steve Evans you know, he's had countless strikers in, in previous clubs where he's prob- they've not had the best of records he's put their arm around them and he's given yeah. them faith and they've gone on to score goals and get good moves that's what Steve Evans does oh yeah. yeah moving on to the other strikers of course though because my worry is having looked at the strikers and looked at what we've got yeah. if Danny Rose gets a knock if a team targets Danny Rose if he gets a suspension whatever yeah. have we got enough at the moment to cope with losing Danny Rose I don't think so well, no, this is why we need, I think, an experienced striker. I mean, yeah, I know we've got Lee Angle and that, but you can't keep relying on your strikers. But, I mean, you've also got to think as well, your midfielders, they'll chip in with a couple of goals as well. I think Angle's a fantastic talent, and I just think it's similar to the Rose thing, really. You just need, He needs probably another two, three months to find his feet. Once he gets that first goal under his belt, you saw when he got one-on-one with a keeper yeah. on Saturday, a bit more experience might have took a touch, yeah, took it underneath him, yeah. whereas he fired straight at him in good positioning by the keeper, in, in fairness. But... 
you see that what we need is someone who's ready made yeah, now put, that's what we, we haven't yeah. got the two months to wait that's it yeah. I'll say you look at the angles another one he didn't really get much game time at no. the clubs that he was at before he got a bit of game time at uh, Lincoln obviously got a few goals for them in the season, last season but he, he's another one that's not had the game time no. coming from Peterborough being sent out on loan yeah. after loan and he's another one who needs to get settled you look at Danny Rose he's had a year in Mansfield not, exactly. not at Mansfield in Mansfield Work, working in the town living in the town yeah. reacting with the town getting used to the fans the pitch the club yeah. so you know, th- there is that difference in class yeah. going to move on to Amari Sterling James I think he's a fantastic talent yeah. but I've got to say this I wouldn't play him as a centre forward no. he'd be a winger yeah, definitely. he's an outstanding yeah. outstanding pace outstanding trickery but he's not a centre forward I no. think you look at Crew and Rochdale for example he was play- in the last few minutes against Crew, running into the- running it yeah. towards the corners but then just like jinking it away at <laughs> yeah. defenders and get- trying to get them chances he was very unlucky in Crew not to score a couple because yeah. the chances that he created uh, were fantastic and I think playing him out on the wing possibly the opposite to what Matt Green yeah. obviously we yeah. stuck him in middle it went well yeah. stuck Sterling James out on the wing I think it might do even better I think it will definitely create I think if you know if you've got maybe maybe start with him Rose and Angle you know it might even yeah. happen at Accrington actually because of the way they set up yeah three forward players who can play in centre forward positions but then you've got two players in Angle and Sterling James who can drop wide and yeah. create from, from wide I think that might be a better fit for plus him. also I've got McDonald coming back as well and he'll only add more pace mm. as well to the team so it's that'll be like a new sign yeah. McDonald coming back we'll have, again we'll talk more about him and that Peterborough game actually in yeah. a couple of minutes time let's stay on the, the strikers though for now obviously we mentioned Sterling James we've mentioned Lee Angle and Danny Rose which leaves one more Jimmy Spencer I, a lot, he's going to get a lot of criticism purely because strikers wrongly in my opinion are always judged on goals Yeah. always judged on the record I think he's a fantastic hold up man yeah. he will back into defenders he will little niggles at defenders he'll push he'll pinch he'll yeah. create that 10 yards of space and run in front of him for people to drop into Yeah. he's going to create goals he's probably only going to score less than 10 yeah, I mean, he's not a goal scorer. I mean, that's, let's get that, you know. I mean, again, you're not going to see him get double figures, like, but he's got brought in to do that, so that's his, his role. Like, and a lot of people, you know, obviously going to expect goals, and he's not going to give you that, you know. But it's a good use option to have off the bench. What do you think of Jimmy Spencer, Cam? I think he's very much a bit like what we want to, what we did with Matt Reed, bringing him in yeah. as a, a strike partner yes. rather than yes. a goal scorer yeah. someone to partner Sterling James someone to partner Rose because that we've seen in the past that works and you look at most divisions that does work if you've got a striker that's going to score goals if you've yeah. got someone there that's going to support him because all you need is goalkeeper long ball over top Spencer yeah. either brings it down or flicks it on someone as quick as Rose or Sterling James to chase onto that you're going to yeah. you're going to score goals yeah. different kind of player to have as well you know. it's def- yeah and I think Spencer's a good one to bring on as well because he's quite he's quite physical he's very yeah. tough if we are like 2-1 up 1-0 up dying minutes yeah teams are pushing forward stick him on at the back he's the sort of player that can play up the front and in defence if you needed him just defending corners or anything like that Yeah, he's certainly got that power of batsman and no doubt that ability as well I mean he was in a promotion winning side last year at, yeah. at Plymouth so he, he knows how to get promotion he knows how to create goals a lot of you look back at some of the footage no doubt a lot of Plymouth's goals will have come from work which Jimmy Spencer has done yeah how long do you leave it now then? Because obviously the wind, the closure of the window is fast approaching. We've got a couple of weeks before it will slam shut. 
this is a pivotal week, isn't it, for, Man- for Mansfield? Now we've got to get that striker in. I think if it's not this week, then it's got to be next week. And I think next week's got to be, if we don't get someone now, we'll stick what we've got, we'll work with what we've got. Have we got enough with what we've got? <laughs> I think, it, it, I think probably striker. It's a gamble. It. It's a gamble, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because if Rose gets, like we say, if Rose gets a knock, yeah. Yeah, that's it. You're clutching his straws, aren't you? You are. Really? You are. It's, it's a very difficult situation. I know you mentioned something about deadline day, but end of the day, players are going to come available, aren't they, as well? So yeah, that's, that's the thing. thing. You've, got to, you've got to sort of play your bluff a little bit. And I think yeah. one person who's going to be instrumental in this now is Carolyn Radford because she's done great deals. I think there was an interview, wasn't there, a couple of, a couple of weeks back that Steve Evans through Carolyn Radford mm. got 13 of the 15 targets he wanted in the summer yeah and I think she's well she's obviously had a, a big role in the club before but I think this season because they want because John and Carolyn they're not wanting to stay in League 2 any longer no they aren't either the club have had enough as the fans as the club itself they've had enough of playing lower league football they want to push themselves as far as they can go and I think the, you look at last January I think that's the start where John and Carol and Radford took a, a very very active part in actually making signings and talking to players <laughs> getting interviews sorted and I think we're now starting to see what capabilities the club have got as they work together and I think Carolyn Radford has been fantastic in not only structuring the the financial side of everything but also getting the contacts of the clubs talking to the players How many sort of clubs do you think have owners who have got the financial backing which John and Carolyn have but just say Here's the credit card. It's like when you send your missus shopping, isn't it? Here's, here's the credit. I mean, here's we the credit went single, you know. Here's yeah. my credit card. There's two hundred quid in it. Go and get what you want. You, how uh, many times do clubs do that? But maybe with a few more zeros on the end. Look, we've got to be careful. Think- <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, they do. And you know, you look at well, you like the Coventry. I mean, they're big spenders, obviously, a massive club and that. And end of the day, you can spend loads, but I don't guarantee you success like us, really. And so, it's and just, I think you know, another another one no disrespect to them but Notts County and Chesterfield obviously our closest rivals yeah. they've had obviously um, Dave Allen in charge at uh, Chesterfield yeah. spending money for fun yeah. had one good season sold all the players on and look where they are now same with County spent all that money a few seasons ago exactly the same well, place so many off field issues didn't they I think exactly yeah. and I, think th- I think on Notts County as well obviously you know you've got Alan Hardy who's now the owner of Notts County who is pretty much Notts County's answer to John Radford really yeah he is you know Notts County fan uh, supposedly uh, you know but like he's now he was taking a very active part you see a lot on Twitter he's actually spending uh, not only money on the, the club but also on the ground they've had all new mm. changing rooms they, they're creating a club that people are wanting to go to but fans on their side are still criticised him from the, out, from the outside it just looks like money 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 exactly whereas there's no lo- whereas with us there's a lot of logic to it there's a lot of right well we're going to we're not going to invest in the team this year because we think we'll stay stable in League 2 we're going to spend off the pitch improve it to get more fans in and then the more fans will give us more revenue to go right there we go and yeah. I think that's and I th- there's been a lot of uh, fans criticising what they've brought in they've brought in players like um, who they brought in Ho- Terry Hawkridge from Lincoln, Lincoln obviously yeah. seen him in the past here at Mansfield what did you think of him? He was bang average, yeah. bang average, nothing and, special. Yeah. And not, and that's where 
uh, a lot of Notts County Chesterfields money has gone this season whereas you look at Swindon and Coventry who have spent the money to get the players in obviously yeah. Coventry brought in Mark uh, Mark McNulty yeah, uh, yeah. bringing in we wanted him yeah well it wasn't come to the budget as well wasn't it so a players can earn, you know teams can only afford what they've been given like, exactly so, and I know. think Mans- Mansfield Swindon and Coventry this season have been clever with the signings they've brought in quality yeah. spending a bit more on it yeah. but actually getting quality rather than bringing in lots of players yeah. but on cheap yeah. It'll be very interesting to see what happens uh, with with that over the season. Of course, Notts County playing them very soon, and obviously the, the Lincoln as, as well. They've yeah. got a yeah. lot of money from their uh, FA Cup run last that, year. We've got Lincoln away in September, and well, Chester, got them in the Checker Ch- Trader and well, the Checker Trophy, time, yeah. and we've yeah. also got Notts County at home in uh, September yeah. as well. And so tasty, as well, there? some tasty fixtures in there as well. Let's move away from the on pitch yeah. things now and do a couple of our regular features time to have a look at the ultimate <laughs> 11 remember this from last week of course we yeah. launched it last week looking at <laughs> goalkeepers yeah. uh, which was quite a, an interesting one it's quite a bit of a debate on Twitter as well it's actually it's yeah. done, done rather <laughs> well uh, a few people not quite happy that we're quite young and uh, you know Oh, have that in as well uh, each week our panel pick their favourite Stags player to ever don a Stags shirt from any season whether it be a trialist a loney or otherwise and they have one minute to pitch to you the listener or the viewer whichever method you want to choose we're available on YouTube on Facebook on Soundcloud anywhere you want to find us um, basically pitch to you why you should vote on Twitter for their player obviously there's only three of us this week uh, Nathan of course away at the Blind European Championships good luck Nathan and Scott Rogers unable to make it this week but we will be joined by him in future weeks uh, as well so only three choices maybe we'll, uh, we'll whack a wild card in there as well maybe we can all maybe try and agree on one or something I don't know we'll, we'll think of something I didn't think this through I always planned it out before but there you go um, <laughs> very bad production work from me uh, you guys obviously vote via Twitter uh, as we say there's only two rules for our panellists uh, they can't pick a current player and they can't pick a player picked by another member of the panel this week we're looking for a right back before we do that though it's time to reveal the results on last week's uh, vote obviously was looking for a goalkeeper Nathan who isn't with us went for Kevin Pilkington Cam you went for David Croft Mark you went for Adam Marriott Adam or Alan? Adam. I can't remember if I said Adam, said Adam Marriott, but there you Alan. go. Alan. Alan. Yeah. Come on, so, do you want to borrow these teeth? <laughs> right. good fun. Alan Marriott, of course. And I went for Brian the Beast Jensen. I can reveal in order of uh, worst to best, with 1% of the votes, Cam's choice of David Groff. With 4% Ooh. of the vote, my choice of Brian Jensen. Very disappointed after the emotional play I made. <laughs> uh, in second place, Nathan's choice of Kevin Pilkington which means Mark you are the first victor of the Ultimate <laughs> Eleven, which means your choice of Alan Marriott makes yeah. it into the starting lineup. what do you think? yeah brilliant yeah fantastic I mean uh, obviously you look at what he's done recently I think that's what swung in favour I think isn't it? yeah certainly so sort of fresh in the memory because he liked it on Twitter a couple of times so maybe we'll, t- we'll bombard him with tweets and try and get him on for yeah, an interview or something that would be great definitely right back is the choice obviously this week obviously Mark seen as you um you won this week mm-hmm. you're going first so your choice uh, of right back um, just give me a name to start off with <laughs> a trialist loney or otherwise right back from, from down the years anyone Ooh. that who's particularly stood out for you um, <laughs> I hope he doesn't take my choice but we're going to see we're going to see um, tough one really to be fair there's quite a few that spring to mind um, 
think I've got three, so I'm, I'm, three. I'm all right. <laughs> I have no clue. It's tough on right back. Um, so not current players, players in the past. Yeah, players in the yeah. past. You can't have a current player. It's in the rules. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, He's genuinely stumped. So Literally, are. Yeah. I'm stuck as well. But just, I, I don't. I've got defenders, but I don't know which position. Yeah, I've, I've got one, but it's not. I don't think it was a fullback. I think it's more centre back. Go on, give me, give me his name. Baptiste. But to be fair, he's played. He's, I'm going to accept that because he's played, did play right back for us occasionally, and has played sort of right back, left back. I think he played left mid, didn't he, for Middlesbrough when we played? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm going to accept that. Yeah, Alex, uh, Alex John uh, yeah. Baptiste. Yeah. Um, um, on that basis then I'll, I'll give me a name and I'll see if I can accept it Lee Beavers he <laughs> <laughs> was a right back so yeah he, he... Uh, was he a right back yes, yes, oh, yes. I didn't know that yeah. I couldn't remember he, he doesn't know he's left or right so Lee Beavers is your choice yes. which means I can have my, my main choice which I'm really happy about Richie Sutton Oh, it was either between oh, you, him had, you had a massive man crush on up. Richie Sutton it was, either, it was either him or Bobby Hassel I was tempted to go to Bobby um, Hassel just to you know, make it a I, I don't think I've ever years. seen Bobby Hassel play. Um, no. But I'm going to go. Richie, I'm no, going to go Richie Sutton. <laughs> I'm going to go Richie Sutton. So uh, right, we have one minute to uh, stake our claim <laughs> for uh, for why our player should get into the starting lineup. So nice. Mark, I'm going to let you you go first. Yep. So you right. think you've got you've got a claim in there? Yeah, yeah, I think I have. Okay, yeah. in three, two, one, go. Yeah, I mean, obviously being a local lad, you know. I mean, you look at the team he was in as well. You know, he was a fantastic player for us, and you know, again, it was around a time where we had some really good players. And you look what he's done outside of the game as well. He's gone on to play in Premier League, you know, and he's done well for himself. And even now, he's got a move to QPR. And yeah, I mean, when he came here last time, he got a fantastic reception. And you know, he's a player that a lot of Mansfield fans are always, you know, remember when he when he came through. And as I say, he's, what he's going on to do, you know, is fantastic. And that's off to him. Yeah, fantastic. Thirty seconds as well. So it's, um, I should have changed it, but I used the, yeah. me and you both used the full minute last week. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. So uh, your choice is obviously uh, uh, Lee Beavers, yep. Iron Man Lee Beavers. Definitely. Out of respect for, for Beavers. Um, your time starts in three, two, one. Uh, so a bit like Alan Marriott was last uh, week just a very influential player in the season that we did get promotion from the conference uh, going up as champions and I think being part of that team was a massive thing and I think that team will always go down as Mansfield Town legends getting them out of the conference because you look at teams in the past we never really got what the conf not really pushed in the conference and I think that team was what pushed forward and I think a lot of the time well, when you look at a lot of the goals that we scored that season, they, they came from throw-ins. Yeah. Throw-ins from Beavers straight to Cahegan or into Luke Jones or to Richie Sorts or Matt yeah. Reed or Matt yeah. Green. Yeah. They all, they, a lot of the time, they came from either set-pieces yeah. or from throw-ins. And I think not only to battle through all the injuries, dislocating his shoulder at Luton, popping it back in, yeah. getting out there and playing again, yeah. and popping it back out at Luton... Um, obviously Could I have to stop you there? That, well, that was a minute. That was way over, way over a minute. <laughs> I'm good. That's it. So <laughs> there you go. Right, okay. Um, so, Richie Sutton is my choice. So, here we go. Uh, Richie Sutton, a legend of beard proportions. Now, when it comes to defenders, obviously Richie Sutton's been chosen for right back. In our 
promotion season and indeed the playoff season as well. Forget the red card against York before either of you chime <laughs> up. He had an excellent beard, yeah. but also <laughs> Richie Sutton, aka Mr. Reliable, could play anywhere across the back four. Yeah. When we had injuries, when we had suspensions, Richie Sutton stepped in. Now, you may recall in pre-season. We had a pre-season friendly away at Ilkeston where John Thompson, Martin Riley, and uh, there was another one as well, I can't remember who it was, I think it might have actually been Sutz himself, um, who got an injury. John Thompson was the main right back and couldn't start the season because of his injury to his nose. Um, Richie Sutton did, stepped in, it was fantastic, he was unshiftable, he was the man. Every single week he played, he was fantastic. A vote for Sutton is a vote for a legend. That was that was a minute. No, he's, he's down there somewhere. It's it was uh, a minute, one minute, one second, thirty six. So I'm claiming that yours was one minute ten. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm having that. All right. <laughs> uh, so we've so we've obviously given our cases for our players. Have a vote on Twitter at MTFC Matters to have a look at that. Is there any other name which you can come up with collectively that you'd like to see thrown in there, or should we just leave? Should we just have? On Twitter and A and other. Yeah, I can't think of anyone and get yeah. them to, to yeah. come in. Now, one thing we have to address um, on on that is um, a few Twitter comments this week. Mm-hmm. Um, when we put the Ultimate Eleven up for a vote, yep. we did have some responses which perhaps slightly criticised our age uh, as well oh, wow. uh, on Twitter because we picked three relatively re- four relatively recent goalkeepers, didn't we? Yeah. Um, why is Rod Arnold not on the list? Hmm. Why is Kevin Hitchcock not on the list? We did sort of... I mentioned yeah. Hitchcock, but I think it's just basically because we're... You know, We've not seen we're, the play, we're, basically. We're not seen the play, so, uh, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we are going to put a, on there a, um, a, a column for you to add your vote in as well. We'll discuss it. And yeah. we are going to have a, a special sort of thing you know, at the end of the Ultimate Eleven where you can add your votes in uh, yeah. as well. So let's move on back to the discussion topics now then uh, of course as we move uh, towards looking ahead to Accrington on Saturday mm-hmm. before we do that obviously one key thing this week which we lead which <laughs> we, that wasn't a reference to that, but <laughs> fair play uh, which we did allude to earlier in the podcast was uh, the behind closed doors game at Peterborough yeah. narrow 1-0 defeat but very very vital for players to get minutes uh, definitely I think you look at someone like Alex McDonald obviously had a minor surgery yep. during the close season and I think if he can produce anything performance wise that he did towards the end of last season I think we've possibly got going to have one of the best midfielders in the league definitely. and I think because not only is he he's quick he's very physical he's um he can turn on yeah. spot he's got very good ball control yeah. as well and I think just as an overall player he's a fantastic player and I think this season as long as he keeps his fitness obviously because he's had the surgery he might not keep it because obviously mm. we saw it with Lee Beavers yeah. in the conference he popped his shoulder out had surgery on it it kept happening we're hoping that it doesn't keep ha- keep getting and it's injured. not just McDonald as well I don't think he will I don't think he's the type of player who's got a injured sort of history no yeah. but you know we do have the under-21s, the reserve team, if you like, but their competitive fixture, first competitive fixture, is not until yeah. September, when they play uh, it's, it's uh, away at Rotherham on September the 5th. Um, so it's a long time to wait, and players, especially with a squad as big as ours, need minutes. And 
having these arrangements with clubs like yeah. Peterborough, yeah. that's going to be a big boost. Well, they're invaluable to them, aren't they? I mean, they're getting minutes, that's all they want, isn't it? You know, so, you know, if they've not been playing week in and week out, they're going to want to play football. And, yeah, OK, people can say they're 121s or reserves or whatever you want to call them, but the minutes, I mean, going back to McDonald as well, I mean, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard Millwall put a bid in for him. I don't know if that was any truth in that. Somebody, from, from what I know, somebody did bid for McDonald's in... Uh, close season yeah. Evans turned it down and said there's no way that Alex McDonald is leaving yeah. the whole thing about him him not playing in pre-season was the fact he had an injury yeah, yeah. and nobody believed it no. I, which game was it on the Saturday I think it was, uh, was it? the Forest game actually yeah. um, I walked up from Quarry Lane yeah. after parking my car on Nottingham Road walked up hmm. he came out of Fitness Flex which is the gym next door yep. do you want to give us some free passes to mention your name <laughs> hit me up um, <laughs> <laughs> never know um, <laughs> Massively bandaged up on it on, on his leg, yeah. limping, wincing, but happy to be there. Went there a couple of days later to get tickets for the the Corona. He was there. He was. He's been involved. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> when players aren't playing because they're injured, stop saying they're going to leave. It winds <laughs> me up. It really does. I think it shows the obviously. He obviously lived, used to live stuff like down Oxford Way. Mm. I think it shows the commitment to the club that he's actually moved up to Mansfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not going to say where. But I'm guessing most fans will know because I'm sure he'll have been walking around match days because I've seen him before with Joel Byram. Well, I think it might have been Potter, I'm not sure. It was one of them two, but they were li- they living in a little house near the ground. And yeah. I think it shows the commitment because a lot of players will see uh, a, a move be like, oh, it's too far, I don't want to move away from family. And some players just like, well, I want to go and play football. I want to be the best player I can be. They push themselves further. And if it means they've got to move, they've got to move. Yeah, I mean, Oxford were reluctant to let him go. So it just shows you what that's all about, you know. Yeah, he's a very highly rated player. By yeah. It just shows, you know, whether it was Millwall or whoever. Yeah. The fact that it was, it was a higher league yeah. club that bid. He's got talent, he's got ability. And we yeah. saw it last year. And again, can play left, right, centre and... We know we were talking about strikers earlier. Yeah. Yeah, he can He's play. got the ability to play yeah, up front. Absolutely, yeah. And I think you look at when he was at Oxford, he didn't get much game time at all. Another one that's slipped through the net, another one that could be a fantastic player, but they just didn't get the game time. Yeah. And I think to be playing at Mansfield, what, four or five months, yeah. to be getting a bid like that from a, a higher club really shows how much yeah. that player I mean, uh, potential I wise I can't really have an opinion too much because obviously the majority of you will know that I produced the sports show last year hmm. uh, for where I work um, so I didn't actually see many games I saw two yeah. to, of Steve Evans which was Portsmouth in the last game away at, at Crawley yeah. so I begged basically um, <laughs> saw McDonald in both of those games yeah absolutely excellent for me was probably the man of the, ma- yeah. man of the match especially I think it was against Crawley as well where he ran the show mm. and he wasn't 100% fit the yeah. 100% fit Alex McDonald will be like a new signing oh yeah definitely and I think now that he has got the game time you looked at you could see the potential that he'd got the end of that last season uh, I can't remember who it was it was like first few touches he turned just, just struck it as hard as he could I can't remember who it was against uh, oh, either you two it, remember I that? I think it might have been crew. It might have been Hartlepool or Leighton yeah. Orient to home. Anyway, <coughs> it's, it's, yeah. the the ability that he showed just in that one goal because he outmuscled the, def- the defender, turned, sprinted forward, he's and just, strong he just struck he's it. Strong. He's electric he's, pace. He's yeah. Yeah. He's he's t- <laughs> you wouldn't him, think it, would no, you? No. You look at him and he looks a little bit top heavy because yeah. he looks like he's been doing the 
the arms, yeah, but missing yeah. leg day. No, but, but he's, he's, he's a very, he's, he's he's a very quick, agile player. Yeah. And also playing in that game as, as well as obviously McDonald played. I don't know whether he played full night, it might have just been 45, but whatever, it's minutes in the tank, which well, is that's the important it. That's thing. What it's all about. Also playing in that game, obviously, Bobby Olesnik, yep. uh, Alfie Potter, Rhys Bennett, Jacob Mellis, Jack Thomas, uh, all the players in there as well. Basically, if you want to know who played, just have a look, have a write down who's not played the last couple of games. There's your squad. Easy as that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> vital for them to get minutes. Knock on the door. Steve Evans was watching. A 1-0 defeat. Very tight game from, from, what, I've, from what I've read and from what I've heard. Yeah. It's, it's vitally good as well from my perspective that Steve Evans isn't saying, right, here's a game, off you go, report back. He's going, he's watching. Yeah. Players are staking a claim to get in that side. Yeah, of course, John. I mean, the competition for places in every position is, is fantastic. I can't remember the last time I've ever had that at the club. I mean, you just look at the bench, you think anyone could play. We can have two teams out, and I still think we could do a job on it. So it's, it's brilliant, the strength and depth we've got, like we've spoken about before. But, yeah, you want to be impressing Steve Evans. And if he was Alex McDonald, you're thinking, well, you know, now I've got a taste of football, I want to get started for Accrington. And I think the thing with Steve yeah. Evans and Alex McDonald is he rates him highly as well. And yeah. Alex McDonald is, is that type of player who he actually it showed last year, actually, we mentioned it again, yeah. came from Oxford and not had much game time but could play a solid 70 yeah. and, and, and still do a job Evans might be tempted mm, definitely may well be tempted and, I th- and you, you look at the team that we played against Forest Green yeah. uh, going back to what Mar said about tough competition uh, you could look at the team and you think how is someone like Jacob Mellis the, yeah. co- the quality that he's got how is he on the bench yeah. or Alfie Potter another one yeah. that uh, was on the bench Alejnik They've all, they're all very, very talented players, yeah. players that have got a lot of ability, but being pushed out of the team because there's players that are, are just as good ability, but yeah. pushing a bit more. Is mm. it down to, are they pushing a bit more or are they just trying to change the squad up a little bit? Mm. It'll be very interesting to see what he goes with on Saturday. Let's move on to Saturday's game at Accrington Stanley, of course. Been a bogey ground of ours for, for donkey's years. Yeah. I've, I've never seen us win. I've seen us draw there, never seen us win there. We were very unlucky couple of seasons ago uh, 90th minute penalty uh, bonus points for anyone if uh, they can name the goalkeeper who played that day who was beaten from the penalty spot a couple of years ago I think 2014 I think it was he was on loan uh, I think I know go on it's Lewis Price yes he's got it yes <laughs> no, no bonus points for him you up Hackington um, <laughs> Stanley really good team John Coleman fantastic manager mm-hmm. obviously he masterminded their evolution from non-league nobodies to stable League 2 side went off had a couple of spells with other clubs and as Steve Evans has mentioned yeah. in his conference has probably been a little bit hard done by Yeah, came back to Accrington in 2014 steadied a sinking ship yeah. really turned them around and they are actually competitors now they are a very very good side and you look at the signs they made they've spent a bit of money in um, close seasons well we referenced it earlier yeah. to sort of you know suit and, and get with Billy Key Caden Jackson from, from Barnsley undisclosed fee paid for him centre forward young centre forward bags of pace bags of ability and he's already finding the net he's, he's a fantastic talent they're going to be tough to yeah. beat I mean they were looking not to get promoted a few seasons ago and the good thing about them as well they'll sell the top players but they'll replace them with even better players and in recruitment they're fantastic down there fair play to him. Really. Uh, I mean I, I don't particularly want to talk about Steve Evans leaving but you know when Murray left yeah. um, one of the names I wouldn't have been disappointed to see would have been John Coleman no. he's, he's a good manager he's he knows a good his manager. level as well mm. and I think you look at Accrington I think they finally like steadied this thing you see they've always been the club that never dies yeah. and that's yeah. what that's the whole motto that their club lives on a lot of the time mm. uh, that, little, that little club in Lancashire that 
that spirit they've got in exactly it, you know? and I think John Coleman sees that but also wants to push it further and yeah. the Accrington Royce always used to struggle down the tail end but obviously the season that they were in the playoffs they lost to Portsmouth obviously the only reason they didn't get automatic promotion was Bristol Rovers scored in the last minute to send them up yeah. Yeah. and I think they're, yeah. ha- they're very 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 unlucky not to go up that season but they've not they've, bought, they've had a de- couple of decent seasons since then but they've not pushed up right up the top end like yeah. well you look at some of the players that they've got now yeah. Billy Key is a fantastic player yeah. and probably shouldn't be playing in League 2 no, no not no. at all no. I mean, he, was, he was doing wonders in, in, in League 1 before we we ended up getting yeah. just a bit of unlucky on, on his part that it sort of went stale for him for a season so look at the other players in their squad as well obviously Liam Nolan a name that we'll know from our conference days from, from Southport as well he signed for an undisclosed fee in the summer defensive minded midfielder he'll suit Coleman side of play the pitch at Accrington yeah. it's not a great surface no. let, let's be honest no it's never um, happened no. it's a tight narrow surface yeah. it's not going to be one for me where wingers are going to be that no. valued for us it's, no. we, it's got to be a strong physical game when yeah. Accrington played at our place last season when we got the 4-4 draw 4-4-2 I think we played mm. yeah. how many teams actually like set up 4-4-2 flat no no, it's, it's not unheard of now 4-4-2 I mean, it'd be interesting to see if Reese Bennett plays because, I mean, when you look at the goal when Billy Key shoving off the ball, do you think if he's going to be playing for it, you know? Yeah, it's, it, it'll certainly be interesting to see how we keep Billy Key quiet. Let's move on to predicting that game. Then, obviously, come to the prediction league. Right, each week uh, here on the Mansfield Matters podcast, we do a bit of a prediction league. Um, we predict the outcome of the game and the score and the goal scorers. You get ten points if you get your entire prediction correct. Five points if you get the outcome correct. Then you get one point per goal scorer that you get correct. Um, that all adds up into a nice little team um, total. You all, we've also started doing team selection, so you get ten points per player you get right. Yep. I have to admit, on my part, I've done a little bit of a, a booba on the old maths situation. <laughs> all right, I try to do double points every time, but I can't figure out a way to do it. So what I've done is. Yep. Every time you get a captain right, yep. you times your total score by that number. Right. So it might end up being better off for some. So it's affected me as much as it's affected you. So yeah. don't, don't start cheering me here and saying you're rubbish at maths. I know! It took me three. To pass the maths exam. And on the third one, I cheated. Not so. <laughs> um, right. So this, uh, this week's prediction league, the league table is as follows. Mark, unfortunately, you are propping the rest of us up on 221 points. <laughs> Nathan, who is not here, is in third place on 231. Cam, you're in second on 414, which means I am top. The reason for that is the captain. You were the only one on Saturday to name uh, Xander Diamond as captain. Even though we had him in our starting lineups. You were the only one to name him as captain. We were. In fairness, if you've got Xander Diamond in the starting lineup, I think yeah. he's going to be captain most of the time anyway. Yeah, he yeah. definitely looks like he's the captain with a friend of the show, Paul Anderson, as vice captain and probably yeah. Justin Pierce as well. So, um, since I'm top, I'd better go first, hadn't I, really? Um, <laughs> I suppose so. I'm yeah. going to go, I think, even though Accrington are unbeaten at home so far this season, they're a tough side to break down and virtue of the fact that we don't particularly do well at Accrington, I think that's got to change sometime and I think it's going to change this weekend it's going to be narrow it's going to be tight I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet I'm going to go 3-2 stags um, and I'm going to go for goal scorers of Christian Pierce, Danny Rose to pop up again and I'm going to go for cheeky little one from Paul Digby I'm thinking mm, so, so there you go uh, team selection I'm going to go for Conrad Logan in goal 
Uh, back four of Hayden White, Christian Pierce, Xander Diamond and Mal Benning. Midfield is going to mix you up a little bit this week. I think we're going to play with Paul Digby, uh, Joel Byram, and I think he's going to put Alfie Potter in there as well. Um, and then I think he's going to go with Anderson, Rose and Angle. And obviously, I'm going to say Xander Diamond as captain. I just think we're not going to line up in the 4-4-2, yeah. the adaptable 4-4-2, which we have. I think we're going to sit sort of more of a 4-2-3-1 a, a hmm. with Anderson in a more of an attacking midfield role and yeah. a couple of players out wide. So we'll, we'll see what happens on that. Obviously, uh, second in the table is UCAM. So your, your turn. I think it'll be a tight one, to be honest. It's we, Obviously, we've been in a look at Accrington before, but I think I'm going to go 2-1 to Mansfield uh, with I'm going to say Anderson because I think we might score a free kick Okay, looks pretty solid at free kicks from what we've seen and I'm going to go Spencer to score the other Okay, in goal I'm going to say Bobby Lesnick with uh, White Pierce Diamond and Benning uh, midfield I'm going to say Anderson with Mellis Bigby and Hamilton good shout with Rose and Spencer up front ooh ok Mark your your turn Nathan Mull I think Nathan's going to send us his by the way so we'll, we'll reveal that on next week's podcast but your, your turn uh, again it's going to be a tough game down there I've 2-1 I'd say scorers be Angle and I think Benning will score I think he'll score a cracker he's 2-1 isn't he yeah, he's, he's, had, he's not had one for a while um, Captain Diamond um, starting oh you didn't give your captain come by the way Diamond ok Karen, sorry <laughs> yeah. uh, Keeper I think Logan will be in goal back four White Pierce Diamond and Benning midfield on St McDonald's he's gone for it okay yeah um, Digby um, Atkinson and tough one I'm going to say Potter okay yeah yeah he's talking about following my leading up front <laughs> it's got to be hmm, I'm going to say Spencer and Rose Ooh, okay right well we'll find out what happens and what how that affects uh, the old prediction league table in next week's podcast well that is just about it but before we obviously wrap things up time for the connection question and the old answer at the start of the podcast I asked you guys and you at home as well whether you're watching listening or whatever um, throughout history the Stags have struggled at Accrington last bringing a point home in 2014 the Stags last victory of Accrington was in the FA Cup in 2006 but which current Stags midfielder was an unused substitute for Accrington Stanley at the very start of his career you thought you had an inkling didn't you Mark yeah Cam you weren't so sure I don't know but I've just seen it so go on then give me your your cheek give me your inkling (laughs) I've got Joel Byron in my head 
He's seen it. And he's, he, seen he's not pulled that out there. The no, answer was indeed a very young Joe Byram. So, so. Uh, I, mean, it was <laughs> so a, I think that was a quite a tough one because you yeah. look at the Stags midfield. We've got a very young midfield. We have, and I think very careful. Just want that was, you know. Who's actually old enough in our midfield to actually yeah. very and that's play? Not experience. I just yeah. assume, you know. There's not. I don't think there'll be many as a Stags team that have actually played since two, like 2006. Yeah. yeah it's the only one I can think of. So, so, yeah. so <laughs> very interesting one. We'll find out. You know what happens with the prediction league and of course. We'll have another connection question on next week's show as we look ahead to the upcoming fixtures, uh, of course, over the next week. Because I think next week we've actually got two games to look ahead to, haven't we? I think we've got the Checker Trade Trophy in there if my um, thoughts are right. How many pieces of paper have I got in this little clipboard as well? It's just ridiculous. How far back have I put these fixtures? <laughs> so bad. Uh, obviously, Accrington Stanley uh, this Saturday. And then next week we'll be looking ahead to that home game with Luton Town and the first game in the Checker Trade Trophy, Group G, uh, again at home to Lincoln to Notts County and Everton under 21. So course played last night in their game finished I think 2-1 to Notts County yeah. yes did so we'll have a look at head to that and hopefully uh, Scott Rogers will be joining us as well on that podcast I believe you're actually not here for the I'm time, not I'm in oh, Scarborough so in Scarborough so maybe we'll have to get two guests in Mark yeah, it's abandoning the ship I mean you two had a great bromance going off in the last couple of <laughs> podcasts I thought you were a poor man's Sam and Mark you know Cam and Mark you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you had a good bromance but he's breaking it up by leaving, by leaving you how do you feel about that. I'm all broken. Oh, you know, the uh, I'm sure I could, I could ring in. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. We'll, we'll, think we'll, yeah. we'll think of something. We'll think of something. But if you want to take part in the Matt's, <laughs> Matt's podcast as well, you certainly can do. All you've got to do is either DM us on Twitter. We are at MTFC Matters. Drop us a message on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters, or email MTFC Matters at gmail.com. If you want to come on and be a part of the show, where a couple of Mansfield Town fans sit on a park bench somewhere and just chat endlessly for about an hour about stags feel free we're more than happy and who knows if it rains I might even buy you a cup of tea biscuits are optional get involved <laughs> via those methods good luck uh, this weekend to our Nathan Edge who is, is heading off tomorrow morning we're recording this on Wednesday evening here in Carbank Park Nathan is on the plane tomorrow morning Thursday morning heading out to the European Championships it's the International Blind Sports Federation Blind Football European Championships that is a mouthful after a very long day <laughs> yes. uh, good luck to Nathan playing in the England side of course his first game is on Saturday it's been streamed on the uh, Paralympics YouTube channel as well we'll put a link in all of our descriptions as well good luck to you uh, Nathan on that well that's pretty much it for the podcast uh, this evening if you want to get involved with the show you can do so via social media hit any one of us up we'll leave our links to our social media uh, in the description as well check out our blogs Cam will write one one of these days check out mine and Mark's blog uh, on there uh, uh, as well if you'd like to do so facebook.com forward slash MCFC matters twitter at MCFC matters or gmail MCFC matters at gmail.com get involved with the show for the fans by the fans why well because Mansfield matters from me from Cam from Mark until next time thank you for listening thank you for watching thank you for downloading and thank you for joining us here in Carbank Park goodbye like this away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.